So understanding behavior can give you hope so that you can use the best strategy to give your students success. Listen in to learn the functions of behavior. So I want to encourage you to leave a review anywhere you are listening to this podcast and hit that subscribe button so you do not miss a thing. And also join my Facebook group, Behavior Strategies for Class, so you can collaborate with other educators there and connect and encourage each other there. Hi guys, welcome to Behavior Strategies for Class, your podcast all about behavior strategies to help you in the classroom. Do you need more support and encouragement for your challenging students? Do you want proven behavior strategies that will help create resilient students? How will behavior strategies influence your class? You will make a difference in their lives and prepare them for success as a well-rounded person. And I'm here to help. I'm Diane Bachman, a behavior paraprofessional with over 10 years years experience in special education, working with students from various backgrounds and disabilities, and I want to offer you hope. You will be a constant, caring adult in your students' lives, and building relationships with them will be essential to achievement and triumph, not only for them, but also for you. So we'll be discussing about trauma-informed care, social-emotional intelligence, sensory breaks, why are they important, PBIS, behavior interventions, MTSS, social skills, evidence-based strategies, and more. So listen in, and I have to say, Rita Pearson is one of my idols in her fight for students. And if you have not listened to her TED Talk on Every Child Needs a Champion, I encourage you to go do that today because I want us to be our students' champion because we were born to make a difference. Let's listen in to today's episode. So finding the function of behavior really helps to understand your student even more and to get that right strategy or intervention to help that student succeed. So we have used um, this type of understanding or strategy, I guess, in learning the functions of behavior a lot with students who have autism and trying to understand them and how we can better help them in the classroom. But it definitely is also apolitical apolitical <laughs> to gen ed students, all students across the board and those who are struggling in class and are behaving in a not appropriate way in class. And so we want to help get that student regulated, focused and learning and being the best that they can be in the classroom for you so that they can succeed. And so we have worked with mental health teams like our school counselor, our school psych, our school um, social worker, our AP in helping get the right strategy, whether we're working on a BIP, which is a behavior intervention plan, uh, whether we need um, social skill training for these students whatever type of intervention, sometimes it's getting these kids on a behavior contract, holding them accountable and teaching them the appropriate way on how to behave while they're in class or 
when they're stressed out, when they're overwhelmed, when they're confused, when they don't understand, when math is too hard, when reading, I don't like it because I can't read or so they act out at those certain times. So that's also where data collecting is really important because then you start to see a pattern of behavior. And then you can see again, is Johnny always throwing a fit when it's time to switch to math? Or is it during reading time or science working in a group? You know, maybe they just don't have those skills to actually like interact with other with their peers. And so we come we sometimes take for granted that, you know, it's kind of common sense teaching, we think, that these kids should know how to act around each other. But now you have COVID and the pandemic, on the other hand, working against them because some of them haven't been in school for over two years or two years or a year or whichever. And that definitely has affected their social skills. And so learning what is the function of their behavior? Why are they acting this way? What are they trying to get or get out of by acting this way? Because sometimes you learn they've been acting this way for, I don't know, three, four, five years, and it's always worked for them. They've always gotten what they wanted out of it. And now we're coming in and we're like, yeah, no, that's not going to work here anymore. Like you can't just always scream and then we take you out of class. So now you just avoided what you didn't want to do in the first place. So you got what you wanted by throwing a fit during math time. So it's learning the pattern of the behavior and then what is the function of the behavior. So let's go into the four functions of behavior. So number one is attention seeking. So you think of like the class clown you know, they're always making some crazy remarks or they're always pretending to fall out of their chair or they're always shouting out because they're getting attention from their peers. So now everyone's laughing at them. So now they're, you know, they're funny, they're cool. They got that attention. Plus they're also getting negative attention from you because now you're like, knock it off. Like, that's not what we're doing right now. You need to be paying attention to the lesson So now he's gotten the attention from everybody. And I know that's hard to figure out, you know, do I remove him completely? Well, no, because he needs to hear the lesson, but it's, you know, taking two minutes and redirecting him, maybe standing in the back of the room or moving his seat or, you know, whatever it is, moving him right to the very front. So he only sees you (laughs) and he doesn't have that crowd attention from the rest of his peers. So that would be uh, the first function of behavior. And technically, these are not in any specific order, but that is one of the functions of behavior. So the second one would be escape or avoidance. So I mentioned a little earlier, you know, Johnny's throwing a fit every time it's time for math. And for the most part, he's gotten out of the room because he has thrown that loud of a fit, disrupted the whole classroom, the groups, like nobody else is learning. We're all watching Johnny throw a fit. So now, you know, we have to take him out of the room for a minute. And now he's just avoided having to do that work. But of course, we learn that. So then we take his work with us if he needs to leave the room and (laughs) 
guess what? Johnny still has to do that math work. Or it's, you know, you can throw a fit now, but guess what, Johnny? You're going to have to do it at recess then. So you decide. You know, you're not getting out of it like you had maybe in the past. So again, it's still holding them accountable for their behavior, accountable to learn what they need to be learning and doing their work, the work they need to be doing. But understanding why is he acting up like really every day at this time. And that's where, again, data collection and seeing that pattern of behavior, you learn what that function of the behavior, what has he been getting out of acting that way? He's been avoiding reading or he's been avoiding writing or science or whichever. Okay, so the third function of behavior is trying to get access to tangibles. So a lot of our students love fidgets and fidgets are great. They're a great tool for students who can't sit still, who need to be doing something with their hands, but sometimes those do get out of control. So now they're just focused only on the fidget or a book. They want a certain book and like they can't focus on what they really need to be doing. They're focused on, I need to be reading that book right now or drawing. A lot of students love to draw. So finding out what are they trying to get for this behavior? What is it they really want to do? They really want to go to recess. They really want to go to lunch. They're starving or they really say they need to go to the bathroom, but they really don't. They just want to get up and leave. They just want to get out. They just want to um, do a certain activity or get to a specific uh, tangible. So a lot of the times we've used when and then. So when math is finished, then you can have your fidget. Or when you finish writing, then you get a break. Or when you finish this, then you can draw. So we've used a lot of when, then with students so that they still can work towards having those tangibles because those are a good reward for them and they enjoy them. But we do, you know, want them to do their work and learning. And that's obviously why they're in class. So the fourth function of behavior would be sensory stimulation. So a lot of our students who have autism, they need to have a lot of sensory and sometimes they have a fidget um, chair where the whole chair is like a rocker or we have uh, fidget seats where it's just um, an extra like cushion on their seats and they move around a lot. Some of it is not the best where they want to scratch themselves. Sometimes it's biting. Um, sometimes gen ed students, it's chewing. They want to be chewing on something. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen a lot of students chewing on pencils, pens, erasers, anything. Anything they can get on. So it's sometimes they just need that sensory. But again, we want them back focused on the task at hand. So whether whatever they need to be learning in class, that's what they need to be doing. Because we want everybody to be to be reminded that's why they're there to be learning, to be growing, to be listening and doing their best. And so once you learn 
and understand your students more and their behaviors, you know, are they, again, the functions of behavior, are they attention seeking right now? Is this the best time to give them attention? It might be, it might not be. And, and you can let them know. And again, you can use either a verbal quick redirection or sometimes it's a nonverbal with your hands to show them that this is not the time. Escape or avoidance is another function of behavior. They're trying to get out of work. Whether it's too hard, it's too confusing, they don't understand, or they just don't want to do it. They're trying to avoid and escape. So how can you redirect and get them back in and doing their work? Another function of behavior would be access to tangibles. So they really want that fidget or they really want to just go to recess. They really just want to go eat lunch and teaching them like I understand. And you can get that when you finish your work or, you know, we have 10 more minutes until lunchtime. So you need to be doing this and then you can go to lunch. So the fourth function of behavior would be that sensory stimulation. They need to be doing something with their hands, moving their body, standing up, sit down, walk around. And sometimes it is just a walk around back and forth in the back of the room. Or other students, they just need to stand. Fine, stand. But you still need to do your work. You need to be writing. Um, so just learning, again, how to better understand your students how to better understand their behavior. What are they communicating? Because we know behavior is communication. And what is the function? What's the purpose? What are they getting out of acting this way? So I hope these have helped you to give you a little more understanding of your students' behavior and then reassessing on how you can help them to be better students. So again, the more you understand about behavior, you can identify the function and then be able to apply the best strategy to help that student succeed. You guys are awesome. You're doing a great job. You are making a difference and your students need you. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you all. And I pray that I've inspired and encouraged you today. I also want to let you know that I have a couple bit.ly links for you if you're interested in making your own podcast and sharing the wealth of knowledge that you have being a teacher or a para or a teacher's aide, uh, anybody in the education system, I'm sure you have a lot to share. And if you're interested, I took the class with Stephanie Gass. She's amazing, super friendly, down to earth, very easy to understand, and she's great. So I have a bit.ly link for you uh, for Podcast Pro University is where I learned how to do this. And that is bit.ly slash behavior, PPU, the number four, and U, as in the letter U. So Podcast Pro University bit.ly slash behavior ppu the number four and the letter u if you're interested also to get your free printable of all the six evidence-based strategies there is another bit.ly link and that is bit.ly slash the number six for free 
the number six for free. These will all be in the show notes in case you need to go back and check those out. And I leave you with this, that every child deserves a champion, and that's by Rita Pearson. So I just want to encourage you that you can be that champion and that you are making a difference. Thanks again.